Good morning. It's Tuesday, July 26. Ooh, and my nose is itchy. Um, beautiful day here in Northern Illinois. And uh, it'll be hot, but it's just gorgeous. And it's not excessively hot, kind of a typical summer day, which we haven't had many of those. <laughs> We're losing those. They become rare. So, um, just a reminder, if you remember this from Sunday, you're not going to get to do today over. And that's when we talked about the everyday energy practice. So every moment counts. And the thing, the other thing I remember from the reading in the book uh, was also the advice Joseph Goldstein gave to Sylvia Borstein and he was her teacher. Uh, they were in a retreat during a retreat interview. And I, if you, I just love this so much. I think it's so good. She reported to him about her practice. And then he offered her the only rebuke of our long relationship. I don't remember what I was doing, probably speculating or dreaming up philosophical theories. Joseph said, don't do that, Sylvia. You've been practicing hard. Your attention is good. Use it to pay closer attention. You have a lot of energy available to you. Don't squander it. Ah, that's wonderful. The urgency of the task. It's painful to suffer, and there is so little time to undo a lifetime. Maybe more of habits of suffering. This is a compelling call to pay attention all the time, not let the mind be seduced into daydreams. In the question she left us with at the end of the chapter on energy, what's going on here that I didn't see, that I don't see? What am I missing? How could I be seeing that would open my heart or lift it up? You could think of it as a contemplation practice reflecting on the present moment, expecting to learn something new. The expectation energizes attention. And that's the expectation of maybe seeing something that we didn't notice before or weren't paying attention to before. So uh, that was the end of energy. And remember, we're reading from the 10 perfections. It's a book about the 10 perfections those beautiful qualities of the Buddha that uh, that we often call the Bodhisattva vows uh, in the Theravadan tradition, the ten qualities that we want to develop. And the book is called Pay Attention for Goodness Sake. I know it's backwards for you, but this is what the cover looks like. Practicing the Perfections of the Heart, the Buddhist Path of Kindness. So now we're on number six of the ten. And I want, I want to read before we meditate, and then we can focus on that. Um, before we start, I also want to tell you my friend who had open heart surgery in North Carolina on, on Sunday did well, was, the surgery was really successful, and it's a long recovery. They did a lot of getting things open and 
down into the physical art. But he's doing well, and uh, his wife is feeling really good about the care and the competency of the surgeons and the staff and feels like he's in the best of hands. So she might be able to rest a little bit or relax just, you know, from holding him in her heart all that time. So it's good news all around there, and he's, he's, uh, he will do well with his therapy and bounce back. So uh, thank you for thinking about him and having him in your thoughts and in your heart, even though you don't know him. But um, yeah, I knew, I knew some of you would be thinking and remembering him. So think of the ones you love who are sick or may, may be needing uh, some good thoughts from you. So I wanted to tell you that before. I'm so happy about that news. I just wanted to share it, first of all. So now we go to from energy, and that's the energy to pay closer attention. Not the energy, it's not the energy to uh, speculate and let things go crazy in our minds or to run around doing chores. It's the energy to sustain our attentiveness in the present moment. So... Patience is the next. This is, this is one of my favorite teachers. <laughs> so I'll read the quote. This is from one of the Jataka tales, some of the stories that are used to, uh, like almost like morality tales, but they are the stories, they're, they're taught as the stories of the Buddha's previous lives. Uh, and through the animal characters, usually animals, sometimes people. Um, there's a, a lesson, a story. So this is a good one. A Jataka tale. And this is, this is something that's used a lot in teaching some of these stories. The Buddha in a prior incarnation as a jungle buffalo was tickled and teased by a mischievous monkey but remained steadfast in his patience. A forest sprite chided him, urging him to frighten the monkey with his considerable strength. The buffalo resists. I'll upset my own heart, he says. He tells the sprite that a more short-tempered being, one who responded to teasing with anger, might hurt the monkey. He says that the monkey might not have a friend. The monkey, overhearing the buffalo's concern, comes down from his hiding place in the trees and thanks the buffalo for being such a good friend. The monkey and the forest sprite each commit themselves to the magic charm of patience. So this is her first page where she explains the uh, from her from her chart, her worksheet she put together with each one of these. Since patience, by definition, can only be present in response to a visiting stress, perfecting patience depends on being able to feel at home, to relax in the middle of the tension of waiting for the stress to be gone. Patience remains present as long as the mind remembers that things end. This stress will leave sometime. 
when their conditioning causes in, when, I'm sorry, I just mis, misread that. I'll read the whole sentence again so it makes sense. Patience remains present as the mind remembers that things end. This stress will leave sometime. That things will end when their conditioning causes the end. I am not in charge. Wise concentration keeps the mind tranquil and the body comfortable so that patience can keep itself from running out. And here's a patience meditation. In a Gahan Wilson cartoon in the New Yorker, a line of men in Zen robes are seated in classic cross-legged meditation posture. And each of them, except for one, has his eyes closed, his body erect, his hands folded in his lap. The remaining meditator is hunched slightly forward, cupping his mouth with his hand and speaking conspiratorially into his cell phone. He is saying, none of this seems to be doing me any good at all. I think it's the cell phone that makes the cartoon funny. We laugh at what we recognize as resistance to waiting. If the same caption were drawn into a thought bubble over the man's head, it would be an illustration of the legitimate question, what good is meant to come out of meditation? The fact that the meditator is phoning in public space in the middle of a meditation session rather than in the privacy of his room, suggests that the discomfort in his mind about not knowing the answer has exceeded the decorum demands of the situation. He can't wait. Even now, as you read these instructions, possibly anticipating that I'll say, please put down the book and close your eyes, you may have the thought, what good is five minutes, even ten, of eyes closed, doing nothing, Think of it as practicing abiding in the moment, as developing patience. Think of it as a time for discovering that each new moment of experience is related to the previous one, contingent on it but different. Think about it as an opportunity to test the second noble truth. Wanting other than what's happening is suffering. So I'll read that again. Think about it as an opportunity to test the second noble truth. Wanting other than what's happening is suffering. Think about it as providing proof of the third noble truth. Peace is possible right now, whatever the circumstances. Think about it as demonstrating how experiences unfold on their own when everything that needed to happen before has happened. The hundredth breath breath you take from now cannot happen before the 99th. Five minutes cannot happen before four minutes pass. But the breaths will happen and the minutes will pass in due time, just as our lives will. We could choose not to hurry, not to miss this moment, not to miss our lives. We could abide. One one of my mother's favorite uh, songs 
that we that we uh, prepared for her funeral, the music she wanted this years be a few years before she died, was "Abide with Me," and I love that song too. And we would sing it together at her assisted living place. We we started singing the song she had picked, and uh, sometimes we could remember little pieces of the song. But then when we had a hymnal that we borrowed. We found them and we could actually sing. And uh, Abide With Me is one of the beautiful, beautiful Christian songs. So I love Sylvia saying, we could abide. We could choose not to hurry, not to miss this moment, not to miss our lives. We could abide. So let's... Okay, this is her meditation. This is what we can do at the end. Please do close your eyes now and enjoy feeling each breath arise as the life-giving gift of this moment. Sit five minutes, maybe even ten. Okay, so that's what we will do. At, not right now. We're going to finish reading about patience, and then we'll just have uh, that silent meditation. I'm getting sidetracked because there's so such a, this is such a good chapter. <laughs> and she, because she's talking, she then talks about the Dalai Lama teaching a week-long seminar in 93 uh, from chapter 6, Patience, from the book, and we've read parts of it here, A Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, written by 6th century Buddhist commentator Shanti Dewa. He was a, a, a Buddhist monk in the 500s. Um, she, and she says when the, the Dalai Lama read the verses one by one in Tibetan and then commented in Tibetan, the translator then repeated the whole teaching in English. The whole room was an ongoing study in patience. That was, it was for 1,200 people. So now I'll turn to the back and we'll read the last pieces. This would be, this is going to be the chapter for me that I uh, want to read over and over. So here's the everyday, here at the end of the chapter, the everyday uh, patience practice and then we'll do our silence if we, yeah always really everyday patience practice no one needs to especially devise situations in which to cultivate patience they present themselves freely the bus is late it's crowded the person boarding in front of you does not have exact change you know because you checked at home before you left that the email you were expecting has not arrived and you are eager to get to work so that you can check again. The bus is moving slowly, or the train. The living of regular, ordinary, everyday life, even when it is most simple, requires ongoing attention to diffusing impatience. I often use humor to 
cultivate patience. I like jokes, so I sweeten my mind by mock editing on the margins of my thoughts. This bus is always late. Always? Really? It's too crowded. Too crowded for what? This person should have had exact change ready. Why? In a million years, that email won't be there. In a million years, the email will be there, probably by this afternoon. If I'm funny enough, I'll laugh at myself for rushing around through my life, creating schedules that I feel bound to meet, forgetting that I am in competition with the rest of the world unfolding on its own timeline. I'll relax. I'll be patient. I'll probably look around at the people sharing my situation. That's the everyday patience practice, cheering the mind. Your technique, your technique will be uniquely yours. Perhaps you sing to your, yourself or recite long poems you know by heart. The mind, cheered up, remembers that it is worrying that things won't turn out well because they aren't happening on time and that the current discomfort will never end. It also remembers that on time is an idea we've made up so our calendars work and that the discomfort will end. Everything ends. Well, that's a good chapter, I think. That's one that's that's one we probably can all try to remember. So before we start our meditation, I do want to read the the loving loving kindness piece for the for Ukraine before we begin. And this will be done again at eleven. Our intention is that peace in Ukraine be immediately, completely, and permanently restored in Ukraine with no further loss of life and that the country maintain its sovereignty as an independent, democratic nation. We need to keep the people of Ukraine in mind and other countries that we know are going through a lot of difficulty and suffering. Uh, Sri Lanka now is suffering from an economic just collapse. Uh, the Ukraine, there are still so many deaths and killings. So think about the places in the world or the situations and send that that uh, send send that out. You can send that out with the with this intention towards Ukraine, all other places and situations that you know are creating so suffering. And it may be the only caring we can do is to be witnesses, hold them in our hearts. So Let's use the rest of our time for our meditation on patience. So all I'm going to do is just let you get started in the in a posture that feels good and supportive of your body. Try rolling your shoulders back. It help, really helps me to feel comfortable with a, a sitting up straight. 
and it opens our chest. So it's opening for our breathing, but it's also kind of opening our hearts up. All I want you to do is be aware of the body breathing and just be aware of each breath in and each breath out. Try to have a smile on your face. Just keep breathing, stay with your breath. Breathing in, breathing out.
Now gradually open your eyes and we'll send merit together. That was six minutes of patience practice. So six minutes probably was doable for everyone, especially if you allowed yourself to slow down and be with your breath and relax and let it be. Let it just be a time to rest and relax. Let your mind rest. And it's a patience practice at the same time. So may everything we do and say and think today be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all living beings throughout the universe, wherever they may be. By doing this practice, by keeping this intention, we become a refuge for ourselves and we become a refuge for those around us. So thank you. Continue healing, stay in good health if you are. Uh, just know that all things come to an end. So enjoy enjoy each moment and if you're going through a difficult time know that that will end when the conditions are right so uh, thank you so much for being here with me and i hope you noticed the sage uh, a good friend brought that yesterday she grows a lot of it at her place